you to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, host of this program. Diane Xavier is running the board, and this is a show where we talk about the intersection of uh, living in North Texas and our Catholic faith. We try to get you up to date on things you may not be otherwise aware of, and we try to cover geographically uh, a broad area, Dallas and Fort Worth Diocese, and um and today is a, a really neat opportunity because I've got some guests in studio. We weren't actually planning on doing this interview, but they came in to record some PSAs, and I said, let's do an interview. And so this is going to be spontaneous, which is what I most like to do. Um, we're going to be talking about a couple of things. First of all, the upcoming ordination of Deacon Ricardo Regalado, uh, who is a seminarian right now at Redemptorist Mater Seminary in Dallas, in South Dallas. And he's going to be ordained a priest in the Dallas Diocese uh, June 5th. And so that's very exciting, and we're honored that he is in here in studio. He's currently serving as a deacon at Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Church, and he brought uh, a wonderful married couple in with him, Jose and Angela Solosano, uh, who are parents of six children. They've been married nine years. One of them is in the womb, so we actually have another guest in studio who's not going to be talking, <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, we're glad that uh, he or she is uh, making his, his... Do we know the, the gender? He. Okay, it's a he. All right, very good. So uh, welcome to all of you. And we're going to be talking in addition to all, you know, the, the ordination and uh, deacon's call to the priesthood. Uh, also about a catechesis program that is being offered for uh, anyone 13 and older, both Catholic and not Catholic, over at the at the parish. And like I said, I, I don't know a lot about it, but that's why we're doing the interview, so we can learn about it. So anyways, welcome again. And Deacon, I want to call you Father, because you look like a priest with that Roman collar on. But uh, tell us about your call to the priesthood, especially as it relates to being in the neocatechumenal way and entering Redemptorist Mater Seminary. Can you tell us the background? Yes. Thank you, Dave, for this uh, great opportunity. I mean, this is my first time speaking in a radio station, so <laughs> I, I don't know how it's going to go. But it's go well so far. <laughs> uh, you already said many of the, of the details. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm 34 years old. I'm doing my pastoral year in Santa Clara of Assisi. And I had been already almost for 12 years in formation in the then in the missionary diocese and seminary, the Redemptorist Matter. Um, so my vocation began um, in 2004. I'm, I'm originally from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and I had been here in the States already for quite a few years. And in 2004, I began this Christian initiation, these catechesis that we're promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, I began in Good Shepherd. Um, and from there, I had begun ever since. No, in I Garland? Did, in Garland. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah. That's where I began. And then I was moved to uh, Santa Clara where I had been in Santa Clara since 2006. And it was since, uh, since 2006 that I began also part of this uh, uh, Christian initiation in a catechumenal way. Uh, from 2006 to 2009, that's when uh, I didn't know that the diocese had a, a missionary seminary. Yeah, uh, it was All this was new to me. And, uh, and it was in uh, May, in Pentecost Day in 2009, when I first um, made my vocation official. Mm-hmm. So far before that, everything was just not like going to pre-vocational meetings to see if I had a vocation or not. And then in, in, in that day, in, uh, in Pentecost of 2009, I received a blessing uh, in Washington, no? because within, with the Nekatecumina way, we always do pilgrimages, youth mm-hmm. pilgrimages. And so that day we went to Washington, and uh, in that meeting, there was a vocational calling. 
There was the bishops, many bishops, our bishops there. And so that's where I received my, my first blessing, no? My, the, yeah, my first yeah. blessing of the bishop. And after that, you know, that, all that took place in May. I think it was May of Pentecost. And, uh, the next two months, it was so quick. Everything was so quick. I was invited to go to a meeting in California. There, they heard my experience. What was my experience in regards to my vocation? And that's when I said, well, I, it seems to me that the Lord is calling me to, to serve him uh, as a priest. Be, before this, all my time was like, I don't want to be a priest. You go yourself. Don't send me. Send your sons. Mm-hmm. Even to my dad, I would say that yeah. to him. And so I, but through, after many years, no, the Lord was guiding me through, um, through events, no, he was closing me doors that finally led me to enter to the, uh, into the vocation, into the, yeah. into the priesthood. And in 2009, uh, after doing all these arrangements and, uh, being assigned, I was drawn as a, in lottery, you no, know, in, um, Porto San Giorgio in Italy. Yeah. That's when uh, all these candidates who are going to go to a missionary seminary, the Redemptorist Matter, they, they all go to uh, Italy. And there we have two baskets, no? There's two baskets. One with the candidate's name and another ne- a basket with the seminaries all over the world. Mm-hmm. Right now we have like, like around 120 seminaries all over the world yeah. from the Neurocatecumen away. And all these seminaries are diocesans, no? They belong yeah. to the diocese where they are, uh, where they exist. So our seminary here in Dallas is diocesan and missionary seminaries. Uh, because all the vocations come from all over the the world. Right yeah, now, we yeah. have like a vocation from uh, Spain, England, Poland, India, uh, Costa Rica, Colombia, uh, the the United States, Croatia. Uh, all these, no, all these are here in Dallas. All that's why we say that we are missionary, because all these candidates come. They they meet in in uh, Porto San Giorgio, Italy, and from there they are assigned to a seminary. Yeah. And you just happen to. Get Dallas, even yes. though you were from here. Uh-huh. So your name was chosen, and it could have been any one of these it 120 all around the world. And, yes. you, and you end up in your, mm-hmm. your home, basically we, your home we tried to run away from our home, and we are sent back home. <laughs> was that, uh, and I know you just, you're obedient, and you yes. go where you are. Was it kind of like, yeah, or was it more like, well, I kind of want to go somewhere no, else? For me, for me, it was um, before we are sent to Italy to, to be drawn out in, uh, in the, the seminaries. There is a question. Are you willing to go anywhere? Yeah. So this willingness to go anywhere is our ticket to enter into the seminaries. Mm-hmm. So it could be anywhere. It could be home. It could be far And it's permanent home. too, right? Yeah. It's not like yeah. uh, you, you get traded uh, like, a, like a football player to a different uh, seminary. You're, you're, once you go somewhere, you're there. Yeah. So we're the yeah. diocesan, so we stay here. Unless our bishop wants to also help the evangelization somewhere else. Yeah. And we're also willing to go everywhere, you know, other dioceses to help the, the diocesan needs elsewhere. So first we were from here, we, we serve here as priests. And then if our bishop sometimes he says, Oh, this other diocese needs help, we can yeah, help there as yeah, well. Right. So certain freedom in that, I guess, uh-huh. because yes. it's like you're not calling the shots. You just go where exactly. the Lord, the Lord needs you uh, through right. the bishop. Uh, uh-huh. uh, very interesting. Deacon Ricardo Regalado, Regalado. I hope I got that right. <laughs> June 5th, uh, ordained uh, a priest in the Dallas diocese. He doesn't yet know where he's going to be assigned. Let me bring, uh, Jose and Angela, uh, Solisano into the conversation as well. Welcome to both of you. Uh, Hi, Father. Father mentioned uh, neocatechumenal way. Uh, you all are involved in this community. I've done some interviews uh, with Father Alan McDonald about that. I'm guessing a lot of people listening right now do not know what this is because it's both religious and lay people. Um, uh, Angela, can you tell us what what is the neocatechumenal way and, and why? How did you and Jose and your family get involved? 
Well, my story is a little bit different from Jose's. Um, I mean, the new catechumen way is initiation and an initiation of faith. Um, it's a, a way to, to really grow in your faith, uh, to rediscover your baptism or I mean, if you've already been baptized, yeah, um, and if not, also to re- to discover the faith. Um, uh-huh. And I was actually uh, born, I guess you could say, in the neocatechumenal way. Oh, okay. Uh, my parents did the these catechesis that we're inviting people to these talks. Um, they did them. My mom was thirteen. My dad was eighteen in Spain. When you were born, oh, oh. when they oh, were, when they got, oh. they were thirteen and eighteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And um, I'm actually the fourth of nine children. Okay, so I was born in Spain. Okay, and uh, my parents, um, much like uh, Deacon Ricardo Regalado's experience, they were also willing to go anywhere to yeah. announce the good news um, as a missionary family. Yeah, so they were also sent to one of these. Uh, convivences in Italy, and they were also drawn. <laughs> their name and oh, the country wow. as a family. As a family, wow! Yes. That's so. You're a missionary family. Uh, you you come from missionary family, so this is very much uh, uh, something like you say you were born into. Yes, uh, how interesting. <laughs> and so, okay, so that's Angela, Jose. Well, what is your story? Did you just marry into the uh, Angela's <laughs> family, or did you have a background uh, yourself? No, well, my my I come. I'm originally from Mexico, and my parents actually listened to this to this invitation in the church when I was about twelve years old. So I entered the, uh, these talks. I went. I entered the New Catechumen away when I was thirteen years old. My parents were like they, we were Catholic, but yeah, they, they would go to church every once in a while. Yeah, so we really didn't didn't experience um, uh, what was what was truly to be Catholic to be Christian. So I entered it when I was thirteen years old, and for me, it was it changed my life completely. Just uh, just because the, the fact that um that I'm married right now and that I have six children is one big sign. Yeah, because before I didn't believe in marriage. To be honest, my parents were always fighting. They were. Yeah. Many times, uh, every, like well, every one, at least once a month, we're, we're gonna get a divorce. All of this, I didn't understand why. Why are they married? Why marriage? Why this? Yeah. I have so many question marks in my head during growing up. So when I entered uh, the new kind of community away, this reality, uh, it helped me to see um, why was the reason why God had given me those parents. Mm-hmm. That for me, it was necessary to have these sufferings, these question marks, so I can look through my, so I can look for my real father, which is Jesus Christ, which is yeah. God. Yeah. And this is how I was, uh, and I was able to have, and it was only because I didn't feel loved by, by my, my dad, you know, because of that, because they always, yeah. they were always fighting, yeah. they had their problems, their sins, and all this. And, and uh, through these talks, through this community, being in a community with other brothers, we're all, like this is why we're inviting young youth and, uh, and marriage people, like uh, because it's so important to see also so that the the adults see the youth and the youth see the adults, and uh, we can share the experiences and we can see how we can we're able to love each other, you know, even even not even if we're not if we're not family. Yeah, you start yeah. to seeing that uh, that God creates this communion. And I saw this in the community, and I saw, and I also saw that God showed me my sins, showed me my heart, yeah. that I was willing to kill in my heart, that I killed my parents in my heart, and that made me suffer a lot. And the only thing that I received in in the church was mercy, mercy, yeah. 
Jose, don't worry. I love you the way you are. Yeah. And these announcements of the good news that Jesus Christ came, uh, died for our sins. I will, I truly experienced this when I, when I saw that I had killed my parents in my heart, especially yeah. my dad. Yeah. So I was able to experience the mercy of God in many confessions and many things, you know, throughout, uh, when I met my wife, you know, with my, uh, with my incapacity to love the other person just the way she is, you know, like now in marriage, I see that, uh, it's so important to live an initiation, uh, uh, this, uh, this way, you know, because anytime that I cannot do it, the community is there to help me. The church is there to help me, you know? Mm. So this is. Well, three really interesting stories. We could probably do an interview uh, with any one of you and to have all three of you is uh, really exciting. So, uh, Deacon Ricardo, um, let's talk about the program, which was a huge influence on you when you were younger. And now you're turning around and offering this, as we mentioned, catechesis for adults and youth, uh, 13 and over. It's uh, apparently Mondays and Thursday evenings going on now, uh, cafeteria of Santa Clara of Assisi. Talk more about who's invited um, and uh, any other details about the program that you'd like to add. And just to understand what is um, most than the program is an invitation uh, to anyone who is suffering. No? Because, I mean, we cannot speak uh, of this invitation without telling our story. No, Because uh, I had just um, finished high school back in 2004. I had just grad- graduated high school and my life didn't have a meaning. No, I went into the military. I went three times. And three times we together, three times they rejected me, or else <laughs> I wouldn't be here in the, yeah, telling this story. Right, right. And um, but I was, a, I had a big suffering, no, like like Jose said, no judgments against my parents, against being here, against my life, and all this. And it was in this a moment when I received this invitation of good news, this good news, this yeah. Christian initiation, that God is stronger, that Jesus Christ is still risen, no, that He's alive, that He's uh, stronger than our death. And so basically anyone who is 13 years and older, eh, 13 to 100 years if possible, <laughs> anyone basically eh, who has sufferings, anyone who is a, has a meaningless life, you know, like yeah. even though sometimes you have like studies, you have a work, you have a car, you have everything, eh, you're not happy. There's always something deep inside of you that is, that is saying to you, is this it? Yeah. I have finished. I have graduated. I have work. I have everything. Is this, is this life? No, there's this uh, profound uh, crisis, what we call kenosis, like this descendment into this deep suffering in, of our soul that we cannot find a meaning in our, in our life. So that's why I invite anyone uh, 13 years and up, anyone who is suffering, anyone who is even attempting to take out their life, no? because nowadays it's very, especially due to this pandemic, mm-hmm. many people have been enslaved, you know, in prison in their yeah, home, right, without right. being able to socialize, without being able to share with people, with, because we are human beings, we are by nature social, no? Yeah. And so people have been taken away from their friends, from relating to others, no? Yeah. And all they have is uh, being enclosed in one room, uh, stick to a computer, uh, you know, watching a TV, watching classes, everything is online, online friends. I mean, and God, when he, when, and Jesus Christ, when he appeared to the disciples, he was, he said himself, I'm not a ghost. Look, I have a, I have bones, I have mm-hmm. flesh. Touch me, give me something to eat. Even yeah. the recent crisis is uh, physical, you know? Yeah, right. That right. we can see him. And that's why we want to invite anyone, anyone who has uh, big sufferings, anyone, anything, invite other friends also. Uh, this is for married, single, for widow, for divorce, you name it. It's for anyone, 13 years and up. Uh, and feel free to come. 
Yeah, that's the Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Church, uh, West Davis Street in Dallas. If you know where Mount St. Michael Catholic School is and uh, Redemptorist Mater Seminary and In My Shoes, and there's a lot of uh, Catholic uh, goodness uh, there in that area. Um, just kind of rounding things up here, uh, Angela, let me uh, ask you another question. Uh, you know, we're talking about 13-year-olds and 100-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, is it... Uh, are they, uh, there's Catholics, non-Catholics, different languages perhaps, you know, is it Zoom or in person or both? Give us some of the details. Is everybody kind of together or are there different groups and people are breaking off and doing different sessions or what? Well, that's the beauty, I think, of uh, the neocatechumenal way. And um, a community will be formed from these catechesis and it is youth 13 and above all together. Okay. Uh, men and women, uh, so youth, adults, like Jose was saying, so you kind of, you also get to learn so much about each other. This is what makes the community so special. Yeah. Um, so we, the catechesis this time in Santa Clara will be in English. Okay. Okay. Yes. For everybody. Yeah, For in everyone. English. And, uh, what, uh, Jose, what, what particular topics are talked about? Is it, uh, just kind of an overview of the Catholic faith? What, what, what subject matter will be taught? Uh, or is, is there anything in particular that you're focusing on, uh, during the, these sessions? Uh, really, I mean, it's, uh, um, it's gonna be, there's gonna be talks for, for about two to three months. Yeah. So we'll explain, uh, how this initiated, and then we will we'll talk about the the history of salvation. Uh, there will be a lot of catechesis. We will okay. announce the kerygma. Uh, we will have a whole bunch of different things. So right, right. Uh, I don't want to say much because I want them to come yeah, and experience yeah. it. Yeah, we it's can't not, give away all the all, all <laughs> the secrets, right? We, we, we will give certain uh, like a, a lot of catechesis. It will be twice a week for about two to three months. So um, and then uh, I mean we invite we really invite those who like we were saying those who uh. Uh, they don't see why, why, like, like, why, what I was saying, you know, why, why do I live? You know, yeah, why yeah. am I here? Why do I have these parents? Why do I have these kids? Why did God give me just one child? Why doesn't God give me any child? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. the, the important thing is not to have six children or to have none. The important thing is to live what, uh, the, um, uh, what God wants to give you now, today. You know, He gave us a pandemic. Do we understand why we're having this pandemic? Do we understand why we have this type of life? Has God given us discernment about on this or not? So this really helps yeah. uh, helps us a lot, you know. So and uh, Angela, is there a cost? And do people need to register or just show up? Oh no, not at all. So you can just show up. Um, if you can't make it on Monday, make it on Thursday. We don't take roll, nothing like that. Would you do one or or either or both? If oh, ideally, ideally both, absolutely. Both. Okay. Mondays okay. and Thursdays, ideally both. All but right. if you can't make it, we definitely don't take it into account or anything like okay. that. Okay. And it sounds like you don't They're have free. to. They're yeah, free. it's free. You don't have to be a member free. of the parish. You don't, you don't have babysitters. You don't, okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. A family is like y'all's. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you're both involved, somebody's got to be taking care of all those children. One of them is being taken care of by <laughs> by you, Angela, yes. uh, at the moment. I always say that's the, the last time I had control of our kids when they were in the womb. After that, it's <laughs> forget about <laughs> there's, it. Uh, uh, there's, uh, there's a passage uh, that the gospel says, you have received this announcement for free. And we deliver it for free. Yeah. That's why we give this. They, they have no charge, no yeah. cost. Yeah. And also we have free babysitters. So don't worry about where you're going to put your kids or just bring them over and we'll take care of them. And there will be a 
professional babysitters there. <laughs> Professionals. <laughs> I don't like those amateur babysitters. I like the ones that are, are fully professional. All right, Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Church. I always hesitate to ask this because sometimes people don't know off the top of their head. Is there a website or anything that yes. uh, people can do? You know, you know it. Uh, yeah. by, okay, I can't tell you how many times I've asked people about website, and they're like, I don't know. But what is what is the website? So basically, use Google uh, Santa Clara Catholic Church yeah. org, and that should be able to come out there in Google. Yeah, right. There's always a way of finding it, right? Okay, catechesis for adults and youth, 13 years and older. Everybody, you don't have to be part of the Neil Catechumen Away. You don't have to be a member of Santa Clara. Men, women, children, 13 and over, both languages. Of course, you got to be able to speak English because yes. it's going to be in English, right? Yes. That, that would help out a lot. Uh, Father, let me, I mean, um, almost Father, uh, Deacon Ricardo, the the ordination is coming up on June 5th. Can you talk about that? How many uh, men are becoming priests? Um, and that must be uh, quite exciting for you. Yes, um, this year, well, in my uh, ordination year, yeah. we're going to be six newly ordained priests. Okay. So four of them are from my seminary, from the Redemptorist Mater Diocesan Missionary Seminary. Um, so that's uh, Felipe, Samuel, Adam, myself, Ricardo. And then we have also two other brothers from the Holy Trinity Seminary, yeah. uh, Juan and uh, Elijah. They will also be ordained together with me on June the 5th at 10 a.m., in okay. uh, St. Anne in Coppell. And it's open to the public? As That's my hope. Yeah. I mean, right now the diocese has put us a limit as to yeah. who can come because of the pandemic and yeah. all that. Right. But my hope is that it will be removed and uh, anyone can come because ordinations are uh, public. Anyone yeah. should be able yeah, to attend. Right, right. okay. But uh, they can find a link in the Diocese of Dallas for the ordination in case they don't remove the restrictions. So they can always just Google it and it uh, should be able to appear in their... TV or cell phone and, and anything. All right. Uh, very exciting. June 5th is the ordination of the six men becoming priests for the Dallas Diocese, four from Redemptorist Mater and, and two from Holy Trinity uh, Catholic Church. Uh, congratulations and thank you very much for being here, Deacon Ricardo Regalado. Um, and I'll give you all the last word, um, uh, Jose and Angela Solosano. Anything about that maybe last words of encouragement for people to show up on uh, Mondays and Thursdays over there at the parish? you got about one minute. Okay. Okay, so no, I can't no, give my no, experience no, no, in one minute. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but um, I really, really do encourage anyone who really um, just is looking for happiness, I think, is looking for God, which is practically anyone, you know, yeah. um, to to come to these catechesis. It really has changed everyone's here, everyone's life. It has changed mine. And it really gives meaning to your suffering, really helps you live a life full of joy mm-hmm. um, when re- there was none before. Um, and it helps you have your own encounter with Christ, which was my my experience. So I, I definitely encourage everyone to come. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate uh, all of you being here and being spontaneous enough to do an interview with <laughs> uh, really you. no preparation. <laughs> Jose and Angela Solisano from uh, Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Church. The address, by the way, 4550 West Davis Street, Dallas 75211. Uh, the meetings uh, are for the catechesis for adults and youth 13 years and older, Mondays and Thursdays, um, and they are underway now. So just show up, 7.30 p.m. in the cafeteria, and you could even say, hey, I heard it on the radio, and that's why I'm here. So um, anyways, and thank you, thank uh, you Deacon so Ricardo, also thank for being here. Thanks to Diane Xavier. And I always say at the end of these, uh, if you know a good topic for a future interview of the week, please email me directly. I'd love to talk to you and let others know about good things happening here in the Dallas and the Fort Worth 
archdiocese and the local Catholic Church. My email address is davepalmer at grnonline.com. Thank you for listening and God bless you. The Ladies Auxiliary to the Discalced Carmelite Nuns of the Most Holy Trinity invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to their spring luncheon where they will install their offices for 2021-2022. The event will be held on Tuesday, May 4th from 11 o'clock AM to 2 o'clock PM at the Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth. The theme for the event is Growing in God's Garden. There will be great fun, food, and fellowship. Please contact Sandy at 817-715-0029 for reservations. Do you know a healthcare professional who would benefit by learning more about fertility awareness and the Billings Ovulation Method? Someone in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit BOMA-USA.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. Please spread the word to the healthcare professionals in your life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer. Diane Xavier is running the board. And uh, we have a treat for you today. This uh, is certainly going to be an interesting interview and also an opportunity for you to learn how you can uh, celebrate the year of St. Joseph in a very artistic way. I have two guests in studio with me. One is certainly no stranger because... The first time I ever hosted a radio program, uh, she was the co-host with me. Her name is Suzette Chidas. You probably know her. She is well-known in Catholic circles here in North Texas. And she has recently um, introduced me to a gentleman by the name of Ricardo Flores Castanez, who is the founder of Our Lady of Guadalupe Art, also um, made by Catholics. And he'll tell you about the, what he does, but it's statues and it's tapestries and it's a way of celebrating Our Lady Guadalupe and St. Joseph and other saints. And it's really interesting. In fact, I'm going to give you a chance to win a couple at the end of this interview. So first of all, Suzette, thank you for uh, bringing this to my attention. And it's good to see you again. Thank you. Good to see you. We're so very happy to be here. And isn't Ricardo amazing? Yeah, he's an interesting guy. We've already had a long conversations about everything under the sun. Uh, <laughs> but we got uh, 20 minutes to talk about this. How did how did the two of y'all connect? Or what is what, what, what's the connection here? Well, the very first time I met Ricardo was at the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe at the shrine of our uh, the cathedral shrine in Dallas. Okay, so that's how we connected. Well, years ago, recently or what? Uh, uh, six years six ago. Six years ago. Okay. And then you have now uh, started working as a rep for um, Made by Catholics, Our Lady Guadalupe Art, and we'll be encouraging people to contact you through email. But let's first of yes. all hear what this is all about. So, uh, Ricardo Flores Castanez, uh, welcome. Really interesting story you have. We can't get into all of it, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and Our Lady Guadalupe Art? Okay, thank you, Dave, for having me. Well, we're a, a Dallas initiative, a Texas initiative. With Our Lady Guadalupe, we've been doing it for six or seven years. But basically, what we, our thing is we try to communicate Catholicism through art, mm -hmm. through images, through statues, through tapestries. What we were talking about a while ago was that um, that for, I don't know, almost 20 centuries, people couldn't read and write, and the Catholic Church has always communicated through images mm -hmm. or songs, people singing, people seeing statues or paintings, 
And we try to bring it the highest quality, the lowest price to the people, these kind of Catholic images. Yes. You also uh, create statues and the tapestries and a lot of different ways that people can uh, kind of exhibit their, their faith, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And I always think that uh, when I walk into a home, I'd love, I, I want to see some Catholicism. Course, I think it's a great yeah. evangelization tool, isn't it? Yes, it's really nice. The people have Catholic objects in their homes. It's nice. It's a way to evangelize themselves every day, their family, their visitors, everything. It's really nice. Yeah. You, um, when Suzette brought you to my attention, she said that you had some beautiful tapestries and you mailed a, a few of them to me and you also sent some others. Let, let's talk about St. Joseph because yes. you have these tapestries. That, are they, um, I'm not sure the dimensions, but uh, different versions of St. Joseph holding Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the different images and the options that you, well, that you have. Well, we got into this. Every time we make something, we select an image. Of course, there's 10,000 different, different images of St. Joseph, right? So it's very difficult to select. This time we selected three different images. One is the painting, the, the Chambers painting that's very famous where Jesus, our Lord Jesus is young and he's, he's holding a, a, a young boy, maybe three years old, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The other one is a more traditional one where everybody thinks Jesus, uh, St. Joseph was a senior. So he's this beautiful painting, Italian painting of 150 years old where he's a senior carrying a baby, Jesus Christ. And the third one is a very traditional image where St. Joseph is carrying. It's more and more about a a thousand year old image where he's carrying a baby in his arms, which is Jesus Christ. and And he has a lily next to him and it's basically a yellow. Motive. Mm-hmm. They are uh, what five by nine or eight by eleven, and how how do you suggest people um, exhibit these? Are these for homes, for offices? Uh, I, I mean, I know they come in probably different sizes. You gave me one that that's huge, like eight feet tall. Yeah, well, we is one that's eight by three feet that a lot of churches in Dallas already have them. Yeah, we're very blessed because, for example, the Cathedral of Guadalupe has one. Uh, PO ten has one of our banners. The Immaculate Heart of Mary in Fort Worth has one of our banners. So there's a lot of churches that put them up. They're not expensive, and they let them proclaim the year of St. Joseph. Now, the small ones, uh, they really don't have a use. The, the use is to pray. Mm-hmm. Okay? They can, they're made so you don't have to spend money framing them. You just put a piece of a uh, little dowel on the top, and you can hang them in your workplace. You can put them inside your Bible. Well, or you can frame them. There's one is eight by eleven, and the other one is five by nine. But it, we're only trying to give an inspiring image to people so they can carry it around. Some of them hanging on the on the mirror of their truck. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your own devotion to Our Lady. I, I'm sorry to Saint Joseph because I, I know that we, you know, there, there's so much that people don't know about him. We're learning a lot this year. Uh, the Holy Father called for the year Saint Joseph. Uh, what is it, uh, the, the, the message of his life from your perspective of what can we learn from this saint? Well, as I say, Joseph is really, a, it's, it's really strange because a lot of people that I've talked to look for a lot of reference of St. Joseph in the Bible and there's almost nothing. Well, that's not a mistake because he was a guy that always kept a very low profile. He did a very important mission with taking care of Mother Mary and Jesus since they were s- small. He defended them and protected them all the way. Uh, he wasn't at the crucifixion because he died before. That's why everybody said, where was St. Joseph the day of the crucifixion? He died before. He died in the arms of Jesus Christ. So he did a very good job and he kept a very discreet 
profile all the time, a very humble person. He worked really hard. And, and me as a father, the time of father of three, married 30 years, I like this, St. Joseph, because it's like I, I really work hard. I really do an effort. I always give my the front line to my kids and my wife because they deserve it. But we uh, as men, we're, I think Catholic men, we're very like St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, made by Catholics, the name implies, well, it states these are, this is Catholic made, employing Catholics, supporting Catholics. Tell us about that angle of Yeah, it. that sounds a little bit radical. I'm, I'm sorry, maybe people don't like it a lot, but... Uh, oh, I think our audience likes it. <laughs> well, we are a group of companies, 50 years old, three or four companies, we're all... We all make other things, right? Other articles, other kinds of statues, other kinds of prints, other kinds of everything. But we're all Catholics. All our workers are Catholics. Okay. And we're just trying to send a simple message. If you're going to buy something Catholic, if it's possible, please buy not only from a Catholic store, also from a Catholic producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the all. And that's what you, they are. Uh, there's a couple websites, Our Lady of Guadalupe.us and also Year of St. Joseph.us. And uh, Suzette's going to also provide an email address if you want to get a hold of her uh, directly. You mentioned six years ago you met Ricardo mm-hmm. at, at the, the cathedral, uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess on December 12th, Our mm-hmm. Lady of Guadalupe mm-hmm. Mass. How did it come about? Because uh, you've only recently started working and, and repping for this company. How did that uh, business relationship start? <laughs> well, I think he Facebooked me one day, asked me if I would be interested in um, selling these yeah, products. Yeah, we don't do retail. We we we're, we're, we we were very hard, but we don't do we don't. It's sell all retail. person to person. And I, uh, is no, that we, we it, sell the people that can make some money to help the church or help themselves. Anyway, he asked me if I'd be interested in selling, and I said, to be honest, I'm more interested in promoting Saint Joseph. Yeah, didn't I right? say that, Ricardo? Yes, of course, of course. Because of course. this is the year of Saint Joseph, and you know how strongly I feel. You know, years ago, I'm. I'm going to tell you a little personal story. My spiritual director, Father Bob Stripmatter in Fort Worth, he sat me in front of the Blessed Sacrament one day. He prayed over me, and he dedicated me to St. Joseph to take care of me. And as a single woman, that means a lot to me mm-hmm. because he has never, ever failed me. And Dave, I have a little quote from one of your favorite saints, St. Thomas Aquinas. It's a short one. He said, Some saints are privileged to extend to us their patronage with particular efficacy in certain needs, but not in others. But our holy patron, St. Joseph, has the power to assist us in all cases, in every necessity, in every undertaking. And I've mentioned before about St. Teresa of Avila. St. Joseph was St. Teresa's go-to saint Mm -hmm. and he never ever failed her and he will never ever fail you and i just want everyone to remember from this little interview three words go to saint joseph Mm -hmm. or go to joseph go to joseph if you have a problem go to joseph yeah yeah i do recall that now because you you've in the past we've done interviews about Mm -hmm. saint joseph and i do now remember that connection with your spiritual director as well so what uh, other than doing radio interviews and promoting it this way how are you uh promoting saint joseph and also by doing so also um encouraging people to have visual representations of him um, just online and speaking with people and just every way possible through social media. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so St. Joseph, um, of course, you know, we, we want to honor him every year, but this is a particular year, Ricardo, to, to focus on him. But you also have a great devotion to Our Lady Guadalupe and have images available of her tilma as well, right? 
Yes, well, we're the we're we're the only printers in the states, and I guess in the world that do it on Jude, because everybody should remember that they uh, Our Lady left her image on Jude, or burlap, which is a very humble textile. Thirty percent of the message of, of what Our Lady Guadalupe left was that she left it. She could have left it in gold. She could have left it in sanity. She left it in this very humble textile. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we do. We make a very close to the real image. We don't Photoshop. We don't do nothing. We give you the closest possible for the lowest price possible, so everybody can have an image in their home. Mm, very nice. That's you work. You work with the Knights of Columbus, also. Yeah, or, they're a great guy. You know the Knights. They're, yeah. They're, 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 I'm a knight, but I'm just a new. I'm just nobody there. But I mean, the Knights are huge people. I have the greatest respect for what they do, and uh, a lot of the Knights in Dallas, in Fort Worth, Houston are doing a little bit of fundraising for their causes with the team, but that's not really the issue. The issue is to recognize also with the year of St. Joseph, also that uh, Brother Michael McGivney was just blessed three months ago, the job of this group of Catholic men and their wives and what to do for society in Texas in the States and in Texas and in Dallas is remarkable. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a knight, at least try to help the knights, yeah. please. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a knight myself. Suzette, why, why do you think, uh, or maybe he stated it directly, I don't, just don't remember hearing the answer. Why did Pope Francis dedicate this year to St. Joseph? Why, why now? Why 2021? Uh, is there a particular reason or some reason why devotion to him is important during this time? Of course, remember the importance of fathers in our world today. Just like yeah. in Fatima, one of the visions was St. Joseph holding the baby Jesus. Yeah. And um, I think Pope Francis, you know, he's trying, you know, it's called a father's heart, you know, the heart of a father, but just the ordinariness of St. Joseph, the little things he did every day quietly without anyone, you know, really watching him. And so he's inspirational to all men, to mm-hmm. to holy priests, yeah. you know, to fathers, to people who are not, you know, biological fathers, but can still be a father to other people, you know, and um, I think... Um, the words of Our Lady to St. Bridget of Sweden, I won't go over the whole thing, but part of it is just so beautiful. St. Joseph was so reserved and careful in his speech that not one word ever issued from his mouth that was not good and holy, nor did he ever indulge in unnecessary or less than charitable conversation. He was most patient and diligent in bearing fatigue. He practiced extreme poverty. He was meek and in bearing injuries. He was strong and constant against enemies. And it, the list goes on and on, but aren't those amazing characteristics for any man mm-hmm. to try and follow. So I think the importance of father, you know, it re- first of all, you know, St. Joseph reminds us of our heavenly father. Yeah. But the importance of fathers in our world today mm-hmm. and, you know, raising good, strong families. I just think it's a wonderful thing Pope Francis has done just to remind us that the ordinary, in the ordinary, we become holy. Mm-hmm. And it's a great conversation piece. I know um, we have a lot of religious art in our house. People come over and say, or the epiphany blessing above the, the door, you know, mm-hmm. and the people, what, what is that? What are that? You know, it, it brings a, a good opportunity to talk about uh, great saints. You know, another thing I heard a, a, a priest say that 
And Ricardo, you might relate to this. Sometimes we as husbands or fathers, we may feel inadequate. We may feel like, gosh, my, my wife's holier than me. My, my kids are holier than me. I don't know why. <laughs> why am I the leader of this family? Well, think of St. Joseph. When your wife is the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, without sin, and, uh, and, you your, and, that. and your, and your you son is that. God. There is possibility. But you got to lead this family. And I mean, if, yeah. if you socially, you see it like when we see the Catholic family, right? The, all our families, right? Mothers are paramount, right? They're important, super important in the family. Children, boys and girls, they're really important also, right? But uh, And grandmothers, of course, yes. But then the granddads and the, and the fathers, we do a lot of job, right? So mm. I think the, what the, the, the Pope tried to do, Pope Francis tried to say, well, just take a look at the guys also that they really do a good job. Yeah. Because I feel like a Catholic father that I really work hard and I really try to do my job and I really try to keep out of the spotlight in my family. But we do, I think the Pope say, take a look at these guys, yeah. at the dads. Take a look at the dads. That's yeah. how I see it in a very primitive way, but that's how I see it. And he also yeah. wrote it during the pandemic mm-hmm. when he noticed that all the healthcare workers, you know, the people at the supermarkets, all these quote-unquote ordinary people, you know, are very, very special, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, resemble St. Joseph quite a bit. And let's talk about the nuts and bolts. And Suzette, this is where you can encourage people to email you or visit the website and order it. If somebody's saying, well, yeah, gosh, I'd, I'd like one of those. I don't know which one to choose, what size, what I should get, how, where I, where I put it. Tell us, give them some encouragement as far as where they can visit. They can see some of these and, and, and maybe purchase some. Yes. I'm actually, um, have a site on, um, Facebook, St. <laughs> Joseph Banner. So you can email me would be the easiest thing. St. Joseph Banner at gmail.com. I'm going to repeat that. St. Joseph Banner at gmail.com or call me at 817-247-8527. Again, that's 817-247-8527. And I really want to encourage everyone to at least get one of the small ones or if you have the funds, purchase one of the incredibly beautiful banners for your parish, for your Catholic school, Catholic hospital. You know, um, they're absolutely gorgeous. I introduced Ricardo to another friend of mine who used to own a, a fine art gallery in Austin, probably the nicest fine arts gallery in Austin. And he purchased 10. I think one was going to go for a bishop. Just want to encourage people, if you have the funds, go ahead and purchase some and, and spread the joy around so people can be inspired by St. Joseph. All right. That's uh, St. Joseph Banner at gmail.com. Uh, that's ST Joseph Banner at gmail.com. I think is that right? That's and correct. Phone number 817-247-8527. We're talking about uh, the Our Lady Guadalupe art and also made by Catholics, especially during this year of St. Joseph, getting a nice uh, tapestry and uh, the various sizes, various styles, various images of Our Lady, uh, Our Lady Guadalupe and also St. Joseph as well. It's, it's really beautiful. Um, Ricardo, I, I want to give you uh, the last word. We're down to a last couple of minutes, and then we'll remind everybody about how they can get these. Uh, what, what else, uh, words of encouragement or anything you want to say uh, to our listeners right now to encourage well, them, well, to I, make their, 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 their faith it, more visible? I'd like to say that uh, we, are, we are not scholars. We are not experts. We just try to look for the nicest images, the more real images, and we try to put them in the hands of people. 
I think it's very important to have Catholic images in your car, in your home, in your work, whatever you want to remind you of your faith. They're such beautiful Catholic images, okay? And uh, and mainly this is a Texas initiative, a Dallas initiative uh, made by Catholics. Yeah. Now, do you, do you have other saints as well? If somebody says, oh, I'd like St. Rose of Lima or St. Catherine of Siena, yeah, okay. are there we a lot of that. others? We do that. We don't do it a lot because we're not a huge operation. Yeah. But yes, for example, I don't remember, I think a, a temple called El Pilar in South Dallas. We just made a mercy banner for them, really nice. So we do that also. If if a church wants a special banner mm-hmm. of, of 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 a saint, we can do that. We do that. We don't do it a lot, but we can do it a lot. They can contact uh, Suzette and see about that. And of course, we could do it. Not that, that I mind they contact me, but we're I'm so overwhelmed with what I do. And Suzette is helping us, so it's better that we do it that way. That's the best way. Yeah, that's good. All right, Suzette, last word, uh, uh, and maybe include that contact information also, if you would. Okay, let me do that first. St. Joseph Banner at gmail.com. Again, that's St. Joseph Banner at gmail.com. And my number is 817-247-8527. And just a little encouragement to go to Joseph. These words are from Our Lady to Venerable Mary of Agreda. This is Our Lady speaking. The children of the world are ignorant regarding the privileges and rights which the Most High has conferred on my holy spouse and the power of his intercession with the Divine Majesty and with me. But I assure you, my daughter, that in heaven he is most intimate with the Lord and has great power to avert the punishment of divine justice from sinners. In all trials, seek his intercession, because the Heavenly Father will grant whatever my spouse asks. On the day of judgment, the condemned will weep bitterly for not having realized how powerful and efficacious a means of salvation they might have had in the intercession of St. Joseph, and for not having done their utmost to gain the friendship of the eternal judge. Very nice. That's a good way to close out. And also, I mentioned, uh, I want to, thanks to Ricardo, uh, uh, give a couple of these away. If you would like to have a tapestry, these are the 8x11s of St. Joseph and Jesus. Be one of the first two people to email me right now. And I'll uh, send this off to you in the mail. Uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. And Ricardo has given me a number of these, so I'll, I'll also give away some of these on the, the Good News Show on Mondays and also the Network Show, Back to the Father, as well. And so thank you for allowing me to do that, Ricardo. Oh, fun. And nice. again, thank Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. If you want to talk to Suzette, call her at 817-247-8527 or email St. Joseph banner at gmail.com. Perfect. So, boy, you came prepared, Suzette. All those quotes <laughs> from saints. You should see Suzette I here. I St. Joseph. all over the place. And Ricardo's just got it all in his brain. He's just, he's got all the information. So I, I really do appreciate y'all coming. So thank you very much. Thanks also to Diane Xavier for running the board and for you, dear listener, for listening and also supporting good Catholic uh, run and uh, companies like Made by Catholics, like Our Lady Guadalupe Art, and uh, please uh, avail yourself of the opportunity to give honor to these great saints through some, some beautiful art. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. 
Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Are you wondering what to do with the house and need to talk with someone who can explain your options? My name is Jake, and as real estate investors, my brother Gerald and I are working to resolve real estate issues in your local area. We're proud sponsors of this great radio station. So if you're looking for an offer or simply like to explore your different choices, then our number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 